0: From a reggae great to, in my opinion, my humble opinion, a Cape Town great. That is, of course, Reddy D, also um, full name Dion Daniels. Um, Reddy D, good morning. I have been the biggest fan of your music since I can remember. Well,
1: good morning, Crystal, and good morning to all of your listeners. And thank you so, so much for the support through the years. And thanks for the opportunity to speak to your listeners
0: Yes. So really, we'll start off. I mean, I'm going to reveal my age now, but I was like (laughs) very young and I went to the town centre in Mitchell's Plain and I saw these young boys. I mean, I didn't even know what it was. Um, Prophets of the City. And you performed with Manu Dubanga, which, of course, is a Cameroonian artist who unfortunately died. Um, and I mean, that's how I remember really. So you, you've literally been around the block. So just tell us about your musical career, which is, of course, spans um, several decades.
1: Yeah, so officially I I got involved as a as a DJ. I was a typical young kid that used to sit around, you know, in the in the living room playing records for everybody that was having conversations. And um I then got involved with mobile DJing because, you know, that used to be quite popular, all the house parties like they used to call it on, on the Cape Flats and in our communities, the Ace I used to play for soccer clubs and netball clubs um, out in here, out in Mitchell's Plain. Um, Just to fast track very quickly, um, hip hop culture came along and then, you know, it was called break dancing at the time. So we call it breaking. And in 1983, I think it was, it was a Huge um, Michael Jackson dancing competition in the main town centre, and we entered as a dance group doing something completely different. We were popping and locking and doing all these crazy moves and looking different and moving different. And then we managed to win the competition. We then got a res- uh, residency in a club that was situated in um, in the town centre called Club Fantasy. And then just to fast forward once again, the scene started to become extremely popular. Kids used to jump on the train from all over the Cape Flats to meet in the city center to battle, to dance. You know, that was all the days of apartheid. The police used to chase us away. We were chased by security as well. Then we'll just move to another location. Then fast forward. To another piece of the timeline We then ended up getting into a space Where we had a matinee um, event um, And one of the kids that, I'm, uh, that I met in that space His name was Shaheen And his dad was one of the members of the very famous um, Funk and jazz bands Of the era Pacific Express His dad was a music producer uh, we managed to persuade him to get um to get involved with us and to record hip hop music and for the adults at that time it was extremely strange we looked funny we talked funny we walked funny but thankfully you know <laughs> he took a, a chance on us and um we released our first Prophets of the City album in 1990. Thankfully, the journey was a great one, but a difficult one. It took us all over the world. Our first international event was with Joan Armatrading and Jonathan Butler in Swaziland. Then shortly after that, it was with Quincy Jones and Kaifa Semenya and Miriam Makeba. And from there, sky's the Limit.
0: I mean, really to have longevity, I mean, would be an understatement and you've been able to just adapt to change um, which brings me to of course on Thursday um, as you passionately described on your Facebook page that you're still trying to process what happened in Mitchell's playing for you know the first Thursday um, you had people like which actually I studied with Falco um, and just yeah. showing so much love for you for, for 40 years of collecting vinyls really that must have been just incredible being one recognized you know in Mitchell's playing for what you do the cr- Crowd coming up and the spectacular exhibition.
1: Yeah, so um, just to give you some context on the exhibition, unfortunately, um, our house caught a light um, late last year. Oh, sorry. So I collected vinyls over that forty-year period, and a lot of the vinyls that I had in storage in my garage was all iconic pieces. Um hence the pieces that you see in the actual exhibition being in the frames and all of those things. That's some of the, the, the work um that we managed to, to to salvage. Um I lost about five thousand records Ooh. and the majority of them are irreplaceable because you know you you travel um you network, you get rare pieces, you get one of one pieces, one of maybe five pieces, and a lot of it was profits of the city 's work that was released um abroad, so those records weren 't really made available to the South african market and I received some of them as gifts as well, and I treasured them, and I kept them safe in the garage and unfortunately um you know we were hit by this um uh, by the fire. We lost two vehicles in there. My wife's car is a complete write-off. And then the vehicle that we had on display, that was one of the vehicles that was in the fire as well. So the significance of the vehicles are that <clears throat> we use them in our road safety and youth development programs as well. So it comes with a story. And all the pieces that went up in flames, all of them have a story. and all have a historic footprint um, in the world of South African youth culture and, and as well as pioneering and cultivating hip hop culture, not just in South Africa, but across the globe. And we also travel the world with quite a lot of those pieces as well. So they are up in, uh, they went up in flames and they've been resurrected as art pieces.
0: That's incredible, really. And also that you had a space in Mitchell's Plain um, to actually exhibit it. Um, I mean, that's quite incredible. I mean, and you you said you were um, at a loss for words to just give gratitude and thanks um, for it. I mean, is it there on a permanent basis? Or can we go watch it? I, I of course, missed First Thursday, uh, but I would like to go see it.
1: The exhibition will be running for two months. So the pieces are up um, on display at the moment. And we did a a non-profit organization. um, It's called GCAP. It stands for the Great Cape Ambassadors Program. We partnered with R-Labs. And we know the space that our labs have created is just phenomenal. It's changing the narrative of what people think about our communities and Mitchell Springs specifically. It's a beautiful, beautiful, safe space. It is new, it's modern, it's just incredible. So they've um um they've renovated a house over there and turned it into a art gallery as well. And it's a bee space as well. And right opposite that they also launched their new building. So the pieces are on exhibit there and the pieces are for sale as well. And the reason why we're selling them is it's to raise money in order for um, our organization to get back up and running as well. Because right. we've been doing a lot of the uh, youth development programs, road safety, and we've been doing a lot of feeding programs throughout Cape Town City as well. And this is the reason um, why we decided um, to create art out of the pieces. And instead of it sitting up on a rubbish dump or being disposed of, we thought, why don't we find a an innovative and creative way to try and raise money so that we can get the organization back up and running again. Because after the fire, um, our infrastructure, resources, the vehicles, everything, our tools, equipment that we use in our programs, all of that, unfortunately, we lost in the flames as well.
0: Wow I'm really sorry to you about that really but you know clearly you know your positivity just you know it you you're still continuing I mean for you really I mean you you've seen it all you've traveled the world you've you've done amazing things you know what keeps you inspired and still going and, and still want to inspire the next generation of young people because we know and, and you know, I mean, coming from where we come from, I'm also from Mitchell's Plain. Um, there's different socioeconomic issues that young people that we grappled with. And now years later, young people are still grappling with, but you know, you tend to just, you know, rethink, you know, you become creative, you introduce programs, you know, what keeps you going to give, you know, the next generation that kind of advice and positivity that you can make a difference and you can bring about change?
1: Yeah, first and foremost, my, my wife and my family is the backbone of who I am as an artist. Um, and without their support, um, you know, I can't move forward. And coming from Mitchell's plane and experiencing so much, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, um for some reason it, it drives me, it motivates me, and seeing what's happening um, you know, in Westridge at our labs is kind of um giving a person that new hope because there's a tangible change taking place as well. And then on the other side, I still feel um that I have much to learn. I approach life as a scholar. I'm still very curious, I'm still very inspired. Um, you know, about what's happening in the world of music and arts and creativity and all those things. And I think that that's the ingredients that keep me going. And as far as my craft goes, every time uh, you land something, you learn something, you come to realize there's always something else, <laughs> you know, that you need to accomplish as well. And, um, I just, uh, I just find it interesting to see how things are evolving. Technology's got a lot to do with that as well um and we're just using all these platforms as a as, as a means to express who we are um kind of exhibit um you know what we do as well but overall i think it's just um me approaching life and what i do as a student and just being willing to learn as well and just to see the growth of things i think that's incredible and also the fact that there's so many challenges for young people out there as well i think that we need to do whatever we can in whatever capacity we can to help um guide inspire and plug them into networking um systems you know because at the end of the day it's not just about me as an individual or us as a small group of people it's all about building you know that uh, as i say we we, we got to unite build the village um with those positive um seeds in our community so that we can grow the city grow the country and hopefully have it knock on effect you know with the like-minded people globally
0: Absolutely really and just um lastly i want you to talk um to us about the hip hop museum because i think i mean as you say you know cape town is a popular tourist spot um you know if you go if you know if you go to new york you go to amsterdam um or even you know senegal dakar which is one of my favorite cities um there's always um, a recognition of what is local. And I feel, you know, um, the hip-hop scene in Cape Town is quintessential Cape Town. Yes, the Table mountain and the beach. Um, so is a Gatsby um, and um, hip-hop, you know. And so I know that you're part of an t- exciting team working on the South African Hip-Hop Museum. Tell us more about it and how is how is it going?
1: Yeah, so far, it's really going well. Many, many years ago, um, we um, did a pilot Project for a hip-hop museum in, in, in Cape Town. Um, and I'm so excited and happy um, that Mr. Osmik Menno up in Joburg managed to pick up on that and he ran with it full force to set up the South African Hip-Hop Museum. It's out in Newtown in Joburg. And so far, it is looking spectacular. And once the space uh, the, the space launch, I think that our country is, is going to be pleased with what's going on. It's an ever-evolving space as well. And the thing that I like is um, that there are so many academics, so many researchers that have come aboard. That's not just... Um, Uh, finding the stories, you know, that comes up of the big cities like Cape Town, Joburg, Durban, PE, but they're actually going into the other spaces that seems to go under the radar unnoticed as well. And that really excites me and when we say hip hop they are actually digging into the stories of the culture as well. They have a, a recording studio built in the space and that is also to um, to capture the stories, document the stories and also to create music coming out of the space as well. So we we've been doing quite a lot of partnership programs as well as satellite projects. And we are definitely looking forward to a way forward. And there is um, talks of seeing how we can um, get parts of the museum um, exhibited or elements there of running in Cape Town City as well. It is a huge undertaking. It's extremely expensive and it's very, very time consuming. So there's so many people having sleepless nights as we speak pushing very, very hard to get it officially up and running. But I know that they've they've got the first phase is in place. It's been operating since last year and they've had many, many guests through the space and they're busy um putting in all the the, the the other features at the moment because it's quite a huge space up, up in Joburg
0: mm. Now we're looking forward to some uh, some of that moving to Cape Town and so just lastly really what can we expect in the coming months from you? I mean you certainly sound very busy, multiple things I know that you have regular gigs you also have a radio show I mean I'm sure there's not enough hours in the day for everything that you must do
1: Absolutely not, Absolutely not. I wish uh, there was more time in, in in the day for all the crazy ideas coming up. So I've been busy Work. I haven't been gigging a lot I must admit over the last few months and the reason for that is I've been busy with um, producing music. There's a lot of music that will be placed in the scenes that will be launching very soon as well. So I'm doing the music production I'm doing some of the scores um, for the project as well and I'm also doing the music um, supervising so that takes up a lot of time and a lot of the music I've been doing over the the last couple of months have landed up in corporate projects and all those things, um, hence the the silence on the one side. And yesterday, in fact, I just did a, a massive event at the Battery Park um, skating, the, the skateboard park. They had a huge international BMX and skateboarding um, championship for some of the best athletes on the planet over there. And then the next um, journey for us is Drift City, which is happening on the Grand Parade, And, you know, that's a drifting competition where they go out with their cars and they do battles. There's car shows, food trucks, all these things. And we will be representing our organization. So we have a space where we take um, people out to jump in the cars with us and to experience going sideways. And we, we speak with them about car control, road safety and all these things. And it's usually the kids. (laughs) that that drag their parents to our space and it's the kids that want to jump in the car. And and so I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that. And as we speak as well, we're busy picking up the pieces and trying to find our composure and trying to get back on track as well. But I'll definitely, I use uh, social media as a platform to, you know, to um, uh, just expose what we do and also to keep people in the loop of all activities as well.
0: Great stuff, really, Dee. Really great to talk to you and hear about all the amazing and inspiring things that you are doing and wishing you all the best. And I'm sure we'll have you back at some point to talk about um, that exciting um, drifting event that you're planning because we know Cape Town and Cape Talkers also love the event. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you.
0: And that was really D, one of our um, famous sons of the soil, um, from Mitchell's Plain, um, and he's just been able to inspire a generation of young people with his music, with his activism and making a difference.